0: Today, on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. It's that time of year when many of us start to look a bit closer at our daily habits and how we might improve them, like eating healthier or spending less. Luckily, the beginning of the year is also great for finding cooking classes including workshops taught by established local chefs and restaurant tours. We called up our friend Lindsay Christians, food editor at the Cap Times, to get her inside scoop on what Madison has to offer. It's Thursday, January 25th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Lindsay, hello. Hello. Happy New Year. This is the first time I'm seeing you since (laughs) the new year. It's lovely to see you.
1: It's good to be seen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the new year and a lot of us are thinking about our habits and the sort of things maybe we put into our bodies like food. Um, And one of the things I've been noticing and the team's been noticing is like all of these cooking classes around town. And so we're just curious, like, is it just us or are they having a moment? Are there more than ever? What's going on? You know, I don't
1: know if I think there are more than ever, or if they're just sort of changing places. Like, places that used to have them are kind of going away. Like, we don't have Underground Food Collective anymore, for example. And there was a little pasta pop-up that I took a pasta class from that doesn't seem to exist anymore. But then when I was doing research for this episode, I was like, oh, Frostwood Farms is doing cooking classes. And Four Winds out in Fitchburg has, like, a Super Bowl appetizers class. So I do think they're starting to come back. And I think they're also starting to come back as, like, other post-COVID programming is coming back to like to libraries, for example, because there was a lot of stuff with COVID where like, we're like, we're not eating together in the same room. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> so people
0: are like separated in their houses.
1: Yeah, too. I took some online classes during the during the pandemic, like cooking classes online. And I think that one reason we see a lot of these classes in January is because January is a slow time for restaurants. So they're looking to monetize their space in other ways.
0: Is it because it's so cold? (laughs) Because I don't want to move, I don't even want to walk outside? It's
1: a combination of it being cold and like a lot of us spent a lot of money during the holidays.
0: And, oh, sure. <laughs>
1: and now we're like, let's be smart and eat in. Which cooking classes are good for that? Because it's like, oh, you want to eat in. We'll learn how to make pasta. The one of the classes that I took from Pasture and Plenty was a virtual class that I took online during the during the earlier part of the pandemic, and it was about arepas. And I like learnt, I made the little filling and I made my arepas were not good, but I made them. <laughs> But everybody had their like little zoom screen on and we were all just sort of like bopping around our individual kitchens and like watching Suhei Vicer, who was showing us how to make them. And it was, yeah. it, that was really fun. For the
0: ignorant in the room, aka me, I know, I should know what arepa is. arepas, arepas. <laughs> oh yeah. I've probably even eaten them, but. A little corn cake. It's just, a it's little made... corn cake. A little corn
1: cake. And yeah. Okay. And, and you make the arepa and the idea is that you like sear them on a flat top and then you open them, you like open them up horizontally and you stuff them with delicious things. My delicious things came out just fine, but my arepas were like you want to open that? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So like, it was a journey.
1: It was, uh, but she also had like a cocktail as part of the class. And I was like, the cocktail came out great. I'm making a second one. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> that you're all set. Um, but I do think we are seeing like the return of in-person cooking classes in the same way that we're seeing the return of in-person other stuff. <laughs> yes.
0: That's huge. I mean, it's been such a delight to like get to gather in community and food is one of those things that brings us together. Um Kind of wanted to get into some of your favorites, because I know that you are a professional in many ways, and you also do cooking shows with the Cap Times. So what are some of your favorite types of cooking classes that are out there right now?
1: So... Um, some of my favorite classes, there are there are places that are, like, obvious places to go for classes, like Sur La Table uh, out at Hilldale, which I have not been back there for classes, but they have lots of them out, back mm. there. For um, the
0: non-Frenchies, uh, it looks like Sur La Table. It does look like Sur La Table. <laughs> um, but, and
1: then Orange Tree Imports is also a wonderful place for cooking classes. They have a little, like, prep, like, demo area upstairs, but it's really, really small, so those classes will sell out very quickly. So some of the ones that I've loved um, Paul sang is a chef at the Willie Street co-op he teaches all kinds of things there he's got some classes coming up on like knife skills 101 um, shabu shabu which is just making broth a couple of the things he's going to talk to you about like how to handle your cast iron like do a little oh. class about
0: cast iron I need that. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> um, but he is so
1: lovely. He's going to do, like, there's one coming up, too, about, like, fried rice for dinner. I learned how to make, I'm not sure if it was from Chef Paul or another instructor there, but I learned how to make grape leaves, you know, the, like, Greek-style wrapped mm, grape leaves. Yes. And yes. And I was like, these are delicious, but I'm never making these again. <laughs> really? I think that's another thing you can learn from cooking classes is like, oh, I'm going to leave this to the pros, actually, but I'm glad that I know, you know? <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, so that that was like a, a, a one where like it was a bit hands-on. So cooking classes fall into a couple of categories. One is like at the Deliciouser over on the east side, you know, over at Main Street Industries, that like spice company, they have like the classic like demo kitchen, right? Where you have the counter, you know, and the chef is behind there and he's got all of his tools and everything and he's talking through what he's doing and he's showing you, but you are sitting with your glass of wine and your plate and whatever. And you're just like watching the beautiful demo and then you eat the food, yeah?
0: Uh, okay, cool.
1: Delectable is a bit like that as well. I think there's maybe a mix of classes at delectable and some are a little bit more hands-on and some are not. There are certain ones like Orange Tree, there's just not room for you to be able to like do too much there. Sometimes they'll have you like come up and, like, look at something or feel something or they'll pass something around where everybody can smell it, you know? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that is a thing. But I I find value in both of them. Um, I, I took a, a class where we learned how to um, take apart duck, like butcher a duck. And, like, being able to actually, like, have a knife and, like, work with that, it made me feel... More empowered to do that at home, but also like if you're if you're gonna be eating meat, I think we all know you want to be responsible about it, and the more you know about how to handle the whole animal, I think the more responsible you're being. So the that felt really good, like to be hands on.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, and I I wonder it's interesting. I wouldn't have thought about it that way, but the virtual option probably allows for more of those hands on experiences, but you don't have the person in your kitchen, but you. You have more kitchen space. Yeah,
1: you totally do. You know, some of the spaces in Madison that have cooking classes, like Madison College has a bunch that are like for the community. That space is beautiful. It's huge. Like they've got tons of space. I've I've observed um, butchery classes and I've gone to demos there, um, but I haven't like taken a hands-on class at Madison College, but the I was looking at their offerings and they just have a ton of cool stuff, like intro to sushi, fresh pasta and sauces rustic breads and hearty soups, a pizza tour of the Midwest. Um, for my mother, there's anti-inflammatory cooking. She's very Ooh, interested and for in that. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really into that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like that. Like the delectable has those above mirrors. I think pasture and Plenty might have them too now. But like there are like these things that like show you like detail of what the chef is doing. But it really, you can kind of look around and say like, oh, this is an opportunity to get my hands in. Versus like, mm. I'm just going to like sit back and let the chef do his thing and I'll learn some things, but I'll just eat.
0: The thing that's popping out to me is like hibachi. Like yeah. you're watching someone, someone do it in front of you, but they'd slow it down and like kind of talk through their process, their steps. So I i am really this year like wanting, to, I have beautifully totally experienced a deep offering, the offerings that Madison have in terms of takeout food last year, because I barely cooked for myself at all. It was a crazy year. And I also now I'm kind of in that place where it's like, you know, it'd be really nice to be as if you cooked for yourself a little bit more. Um, but I do love, you know, all the spices and the taste and all these sort of things. So I'm like, super keen to know, you know, like what kind of cooking classes I could be a part of or want to. I've looked at some of them. And some of the prices seem steep. And I think like I haven't done that much research. And that's probably part of my would be just like enough for me to be like, ah, it's, I'm, I'm not even diving into this. But there are like you just mentioned, there were classes at Madison College, like how accessible are these different options in terms of price?
1: It depends. Um, some places like for example, the Willie Street co op in the library, Are going to be more accessible than others um some place like the delicious or delectable or a place like that where they're giving you a full meal (laughs) are going to be a little bit higher um because everything is included and it's like several hours so it it depends i think a little bit on like what you're learning to make um i will say like god i went to a i went to a pasta making class and they give you so much like you end up with (laughs) with so much (laughs) Um, yeah so it does feel abundant like it does feel like you're really you're getting you're getting a lot for your for your money but i would start with like rather than go to like Sir Latab or somewhere like that i would start with like the library or the co-op or someplace like that there are a lot of lovely classes for baking i've taken three (laughs) sourdough classes over the years You wouldn't wouldn't think you'd need more than one, but apparently I needed
0: three. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, it it seems like an art to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, so at the first one I took at a church on the east side, you know, they were teaching us how to, they use their starter of a St. Luke's and I still have that starter in my fridge, uh, 11 or whatever years later. Wow. Um, Yeah. Uh, his name is Johann Sebastian Starter and he lives in the fridge. (laughs) For real? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love that. It's literally the gift that keeps giving.
1: Yeah. Talk then, about
0: bang for your buck. you still Exactly. Have.
1: <laughs> He's still alive. Um, I took a class at the Goodman Community Center, another place where, you know, I was able to find somewhere that was, you know, something that was accessible and just like a one-off. And then I took my final sourdough class, like the first weekend in March of 2020 at Madison Sourdough. Timing! <laughs> <laughs> so I have that st- sourdough starter as well. And he has, like, given some of himself to other people, because I would, like, grow him and then drop him off at people's houses, you know, a little extra starter that they could make. But that's, I think, another thing, too, is, like, you know, those are all different levels of, like, the Madison sourdough one cost more. It was a longer class. Um, You got, like, bread. They fed you. They gave you, like, pizza while you were you know, while you were waiting for your bread to prove or whatever. Like also classes will vary in size and the smaller ones you can often get a little bit more hands-on with folks um
0: I really take take your points too in terms of the money and and you're you're paying for the professional expertise but the time included the ingredients um I, I went to passion planning not a cooking class but just a dinner and they explained their process in ways that I still am you know I still think about it. So there was a lot being offered for the price. Like I'm not trying to say, oh, people are price gouging us, but I do want to know like what the draw is if you are gonna spend the additional funds. What about more baking classes you could recommend?
1: So the first one I thought of there was Sean Balduke has the Baked Lab um, over on the east side of Madison. I think he's in off of Baldwin. And he had he like expanded into this larger space so that he could increase his classes and just I took a look at what they are offering this winter, and it's like he's he's does things like puff pastry and shoe pastry, which is how you make the pari breast. you know it's like a it looks like a tire on the top and a tire on the bottom and there's cream in the middle like it's mm. like. like <laughs> um it's delicious it's awkward to eat but so good um but he did like bouche de noel like those rolled up cakes for christmas um he did macarons he did uh fruit tarts like like those are all classes that either like have just been recently or are coming this winter um but like cake decorating they do at like Delectable, there's a cake decorating class. Punky Egan is a longtime pastry chef. She used to teach pastry at Madison College. And so she's kind of teaching around. She's got a, a cake decorating thing, I think, happening at the library, also at Delectable. So those are some fun things. And then Far Breton Marie Young, she's so lovely. She's up on, it's Northside, and has like a cute little bakery. But they, she did like a European cookie class before the holidays, she teaches lamination, so like how to make those beautiful laminated pastries, like croissants and stuff.
0: Oh, you mean like the like the glaze on top? Is that what the lamination is? <laughs> Sorry, but no.
1: Lamination up. is like you make you make the dough and you roll it out really thin, and then you put some butter, and then you fold the dough over the butter, and then you roll it out and you wait and you put it in the fridge and wait, and then you bring it out and you roll it out again, and you put more butter in there and you roll it out and then you wait, and then you and it's like levels of like of like pastry and butter and pastry and butter and pastry and butter, and, and, butter and that's why the croissant looks flaky.
0: Mm. Like all those
1: layers, so that when people do it on the baking show, I'm like that looks like a pain in the butt. But she will teach you how to do it, (laughs) and it's and it sounds like a fun project. Bake, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're very, very delicious. We talked to Marie on the show. Um, It's in the oldest, like, New Orleans, um, uh, Fordham. Yeah. When you go in there and you eat her croissants, you you do want to know how to do this. So it's awesome that she's also teaching classes.
1: And it's so generous, too. Like, I feel like it's such a a gesture of generosity. Because there is this thing around some kinds of cooking where it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to share my recipe. Like, no, like, this is, share this love. This is lovely, you know?
0: Mm, Yeah. And what about herbs?
1: Ooh, so there's this place called, I think it's called the Wildwood Institute. And I believe it's south of Madison, but they are doing some online classes. I went to the the herb fair this a couple months ago, I think now at Ulbrick Botanical Garden, and like learned a little bit more about, like there were herbalists there and other people working with herbs. But Wildwood Institute has a class coming up about native plants and wellness. So elder, echinacea, monset, and I think there are a couple of others coming this like this cold season when most herbs are not growing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but that's a place where, you know, they're, I think they're looking at it fairly holistically. So they're going to teach you how to grow the herbs and how to dry them and how to use them in like teas and other kinds of things. You know, how to use those herbs. I think that's really fun.
0: Yeah, that's, it sounds very, very useful, honestly. I understand there's also some some classes that are focused around like the history of food. Tell us about those.
1: <laughs> For sure. So there, I, I looked at a lot of the classes at Madison College, and there is one about like the state of the plate, which I thought was really cool. It's a history of like culinary education, of like cooking culture and history. Um, one thing that was I was really excited about was the Seven Acre Dairy Winter Wonderland series. They're bringing in Anna Zaidi, who uh, wrote a book called. The U.S. and fifteen foods, and like looking at like the history of uh, like cuisine and food, and packaging too, and like industrialization of food in the U.S. through the lens of fifteen foods. And she's coming and doing a dinner at Seven Acre in March.
0: Sounds fascinating.
1: Yeah, I interviewed her a couple of years ago with a previous book of hers called Canned. Just. It's really cool to like hear some of the history behind the things that we kind of take for granted. And then Michael Twitty is coming in mid-March to Seven Acre as well. He is the creator of Afro-Culinaria. He's amazing. Um, he has never cooked in Madison before. Like He's been to Madison, but um, he's going to be cooking with Yusuf Benrella down to Seven Acre. Yusuf Palmed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's really yeah. excited
1: about it. Yeah. Because um, I think they went to Africa together like several years ago, but just... He's so cool. He's always just a fascinating interview, a fascinating person. Um, so that one's really cool. And then... That's going to
0: be a blowout. Like, that's going to... Yeah. As as... I think they're
1: all going to sell out if they haven't already. Yeah. Like, I think that they will. So, like, hop on tickets for those. I think they're going to be really cool. And then um, I did also the Culinary History Enthusiasts of Wisconsin meets the first Wednesday of every month. I think they're hosting Therese Allen of the Dane County Farmer's Market Cookbook next, but they also have they have people in to talk about tea and Italian cooking and in and culinary travel writing, like local places like Mana Cafe. When Barb you know, released that book, they had her, uh, you know, in to talk about the process there and Jewish food in Madison and her cafe. So that's, those are really cool too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's to be said, you are our our guru that we bring in and give us the goods. You are on these bits. And there's something new and juicy at the <laughs> Cap Times. Um, can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, we're starting. We just started, I should say. We just started the new Corner Table newsletter, which hey! is very exciting. It's going to come out. I I keep saying it's coming out weekly, but we're aiming for every Thursday. And Thursday's a good food day. It's a great food day. <laughs> what I envision this newsletter to be is like stuff that's really fun and interesting, but that doesn't really fit in the stories. So kind of behind the scenes stuff, things that I noticed, things that like I know of, like I just saw there's like a new sushi restaurant going in over by Westtown. So I'm just like tucking that into the newsletter. I'm not going to do a full story, but I'm going to let you know like, oh, hey, I noticed that this is coming. I noticed this other thing is happening. Like, ooh, you should really go to that, you know? So it's going to be behind the scenesy. we are going to have, like, cool Instagram follows if you want to be following more foodie-type people on socials. It's going to be just... Beck and I are going to have a really good time with this.
0: Yes. And honestly, um, cooking with Cap Times, your guys' cooking shows are beautiful. And some of those are online, and I've watched them. Um, so you are the person. You have your ear to the ground, and we... Appreciate you so much for sharing the goods with us, too. Oh,
1: thank you. Oh, I should say, come to the next Cooking with the Cap Times on February 8th. We are having the chef from Silk Road on Park Street. His name is Manu Kolov, and he is doing food from Tajikistan. It's going to be really cool.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. That's Lindsay Christians, food editor at the Cap Times. If you're interested in learning more about any of the recommendations Lindsay mentioned in our combo, head to our show notes for links. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone you know who's dedicated to honing and growing their cooking craft. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then...